You're listening to Life with Impact. Join us as we continue to rediscover the heart of Jesus together. Well, hey, Impact. Um, man, it's so cool. Jess and I are doing the message together today. So we're in week five of our series um, called Summer Vibes. And this weekend, we're looking at this thing called Summer Flings. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, that wasn't even planned, but that was really nice. Summer Flings. Bum, bum, bum. So like, nice. it didn't sound like dum, dum, dum. It kind of yeah. sounded like they could be dangerous, but they might be fun. Although, I've had some dangerous ones. I have not. Yeah, well, they weren't really dangerous in the sense of like they they were harmless. But I had different ones every year when I was I go to I'd go to summer camp. You had different ones every week. Okay, enough. <laughs> I would go to summer camp and have a different girlfriend, and then every year I would think it was going to work out. Oh, you were marrying like fifty thousand people. Yes, and every weekend, every every summer I go to summer camp, but I forget that it's never going to work. But I meet some girl from some random part of the country, and we date, and I was going to marry her, and then I get home and I forget about her again. That's the summer fling. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about today. So, now we've been using the idea, like, uh, I loved Ronnie talked about rest and relaxation. Uh, Kevin did the whole, uh, when Moses went and got the Ten Commandments and he came down and his face shone. And the suntan, right? It's the reality of, like, what's leaving a mark on us. And then Ronnie did the sandy beaches, talking about yes. shaking off the dust of rejection and all that. So, so the series is about taking something that happens in the summer and attaching it to something we can learn about together. So, this weekend we're going to talk about love and marriage and uh we actually stumbled upon an interesting observation and that is if we were to look into the bible i was afraid yeah so if you look into the bible for examples of like couples you want to be like cute couples you know like abraham and his wife she like wanted him to sleep with someone else because she didn't think she could give him a kid like that's weird well not only that abraham they must not abraham must have been very ugly because when they got to the town, Abraham was afraid that they would think she was hot. So he said that he that was his sister. Maybe he just really loved his wife. Well, maybe. maybe he thought she was hot. <laughs> then you got like then you got like David and Bathsheba. We and that's just one that we know. That wasn't yep. that was a, a marriage that came together out of an affair. Lot and his wife, she turned to a pillar of salt. Yeah. And they were in like a horrible town. Yeah, you got. I mean, uh, Adam and Eve did a bang up job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Adam and Eve ruined it for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Gomer and Hosea. Yeah, she was not great. No, she sure was not. Ruth and Boaz. That's a that is a great story. It's a great love story, it but it's on the heels of tragedy. Yeah. yeah. So I like, and you look at the New Testament. Mm-hmm. I there's not even really New Testament examples of marriage. That that. Much. I mean, even in there, there were some horrible ones too. Remember, they were like. Stealing money. There was like tent makers that were like stealing money. I don't know. You're that's a different. You're reading a different Bible. I think. <laughs> I did go to Bible school. <laughs> but the point is that it's interesting when we look at the Bible. Like we see the Bible has things to say about marriage, but there really aren't a lot of great examples. Uh, and so we decided to call this the problem with love because you know if. Although if they wrote a story about any of our marriages. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if anyone would be like, I want that one. Tragedy. It'd be a tragedy, yeah. right? No, but I mean, just think of everyone. Like, there's always hardships, and re- even just relationships are hard. And so, yeah. even though we kind of can, like, point our finger to, like, the Bible and be like, mm, they weren't perfect. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if anyone reading any of our stories would be like, 
that's the one I yeah, want. Definitely. It might maybe good moments, maybe the, oh, the yeah. Facebook post moments. Yeah. So I, I think today, uh, I mentioned I had a couple in here in, um, in my office earlier today and uh, just kind of said to them what we hope Jess and I get to do today is to try to talk lighthearted um, about the reality that this is a hard topic. Marriage is a hard thing. Um, and relationships in and of themselves, like Jess said, can be hard. Mm-hmm. So while, while I think we're going to really deal specifically with marriage and and with those those like um relationships that are lifelong they're into these set out to be this have your lifelong person that you do life with your lifelong partner that that those stories the bible tell, gives us a roadmap and a guide but even the bible's examples are full of hard stories and so i think we live in a world where of lifetime specials and you know it's kind of both sides of the coin lifetime specials and Can then, I have a Hallmark movie marriage <laughs> yeah, right, around exactly. the Christmas season <laughs> yeah I mean it's but the reality of it is that doesn't exist and if that's the benchmark of the standard that you and I are gonna be very very disappointed so so we're gonna call this the problem with love and we did find a New Testament example um, that we want to use today and so it's probably the most well-known couple in all of the Bible. As our daughter would say, iconic. Yeah, this is like very iconic. Uh, <laughs> Mary and Joseph. And so we have lots of, uh, we had lots of points and ideas, but actually we kind of just skimmed it down to do two, two points about the problem with love. Um, if you come to the weekend service, then you will, we're doing, we're playing a game of, uh, what's it called? The newlywed game. game, the not so newlywed game with Jess and I, we just celebrated 20 years with Jean and Vicki Hammond, who just celebrated 43 years. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so we decided to scale it back a little bit because the, the service this weekend is going to be dealing with just hope, hopefully having a good time with this gift of marriage that we've been given. So, so I, I'll start, um, the first kind of point of, the, of two, the problem with love, is that love isn't always fair. Um, so we'll start with Mary and Joseph. You want to read it? You want me to read it? I don't care. You read it. Okay. So in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 29, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. And Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. And then verse 29 is kind of where we'll stop. Verse 29 starts with, Confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think about what the angel could mean. I thought about this, like, confused and disturbed. I don't know if maybe you've ever had these confused or disturbed moments in your marriage no. today. You know, because there's been lots of them. <laughs> but but I, lo- I love, like, the storyline starts out. So God shows up with this great thing. And, then, and Mary was... Uh, engaged to a dude named Joseph who was from the, a descendant of King David. So he's already like royal lineage. And so this guy, they probably imagine like this really is kind of a princess story, you know, from, mm-hmm. from this royal family line. And then all of a sudden something happens in their family and it's like, hold on, I wasn't expecting that. Like uh, conf- mm-hmm. the Bible says that Mary was confused and disturbed. On more than one occasion, Jess and I have been confused and disturbed. We thought it was going to go one way or we tried to make a decision, or we did the best in a in a situation, only to find out that like it was going to be harder than we thought, or the good news that we hoped for didn't come through, or the promotion that we thought, or or mismanaging finances, or being d- irresponsible with decisions, and those things leave you dazed and confused. Or this is confused and disturbed. One of the examples I thought of, um, where where what you think is going to happen, it's not related to marriage, but it reminds me of marriage. Is Moses? Uh, if you know the story of Moses when uh, Ronnie talked about Moses. Kevin talked about Moses, and one of the parts of Moses's life was when he went to, and he said, "Pharaoh, let my people go." 
And finally, after plagues and all that stuff, the pe- Pharaoh did let the people go. And there's a part of that story. Um, I'll read it to you. I wrote it down here in Exodus 14, 10 through 12. So this is after the plagues. Moses went before Pharaoh and he said, let my people go. And Pharaoh's like, no, I'm good. And so these, these plagues keep happening. And eventually they let the people go. And so now the people that were enslaved to Pharaoh and to Egypt, now they're free. But they're free. And then they hit a brick wall. And what they thought was going to happen turns bad. And so in, in Exodus 14, 10... As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and they panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. So the Egyptians are hot on their heels. So what happened is they let the people go. And then Pharaoh's like, what have we done? That was stupid. We shouldn't let them go. They kind of sustain us. And so they said, go get them. And so the Israelites were freaking out. And so they cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said leave us alone. Let us be slaves. Blah, blah, blah. blah. So I thought of a time in our marriage. We talked about this. You could just change out Egypt and Ohio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This moment where, and maybe think about what yours is. And Jess will tell you a little bit about ours. We'll kind of share the story. But that moment, like, this was supposed to fix it, right? Or this was mm-hmm. supposed to help or... I don't know. I don't want to make tell, try to tell your story, but what you, you, you took out the debt consolidation because you're trying to dig out of debt, mm-hmm. only to have more crisis come. And so this story of the Israelites being so stoked for this change of scenery, only to find out it wasn't going to be as easy as they thought, and what they set out to do became wildly unfair. Perhaps like Mary, they were confused and disturbed. So what in your marriage, your with your partner, has been a time whenever you thought something was going to be exactly what you needed only to find out it wasn't you had to get through that for us yeah i think even to your main point what was supposed to be fair and so i think when we made the decision to move here truthfully it was kind of based on your job yeah um i i was fairly recently new to the job force before then i I cleaned toilets for an office building, <laughs> and then I... Pretty toilet cleaner yeah. this side of <laughs> And I did some other part-time things, but nothing ever full-time. And be- probably maybe a year or two before we decided to move, yeah. I I had, had a new job and was decent at it, and you know, pretty at good it. at it. And It changed the landscape for us financially, because you hadn't worked that side of the home, and now you were. So it yeah. was a huge, a huge part of our family. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but I was also still able to be really present yeah. with the kids, which was yeah. really important to me. And, and I'm like, hey, can you upgrade that? Because I'm yeah. sick of my job, and there's this thing going on in Sacramento. This yeah. place called Impact. Are yeah. you down? Well, and I knew you just weren't happy, yeah. you know. And I think we were chasing happiness, which is probably a whole other yeah. sermon in and of itself. Yeah, right. Because happiness, you know, is so much different than joy and whatever. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll go to that one. Yeah, <laughs> is yeah, that yeah. week six? Yeah. yeah um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so we had kind of made the decision, and we started interviewing here and. In my mind, here was going to fix the unhappiness. Yeah. It was going to fix the disconnect. It was going to fix the tension. Yeah. And to me, I even was doing it knowing it wasn't fair. At the time, I didn't think my job would transfer. Yeah, and so knowing I don't even know what I'm going into, where we're going, where our kids are going to go to school, what I'm going to do, what's going to happen. But I will do this because then it will be fair because it'll fix yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then... How'd that work out for you? I'm great. <laughs> I will say, 
we... Well, don't jump to that part of the yeah, story. Yeah, no, no, I wasn't. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Although, you know what? I was, and then when I said I will say, I wasn't, but I'm still really proud of you for doing that. But I will say that... Um, when I first got here, I almost tried to talk myself out of the fact that maybe you weren't yeah. as happy. Like, yeah. maybe I'm just feeling this weird. Maybe yeah. I just think we're, like, different or off, you know? And then we even went through a pretty significant change here about yeah. a year in with some leadership changes. Well, and- even so for you, I mean, and, and this is just, like, this is just hand- managing marriage, honestly. I mean, so much of our family and our, and our marriage has mm-hmm. been about you choosing to chase the things that so you've you've we've come to the realization even in the last year that so much of our marriage has been unfair in the sense of mis displaced priorities displaced things yeah yeah or, or a lot yeah um, but but so when I got here we were you were giving up your job and your career mm-hmm. for me to do mine because I just wanted this change of scenery only to find out that when we got here and I, for those of you that have been around a while a major leadership change yeah. and so the elders um transitioned out the pastor that was here and i found myself not only stressed and disappointed and discouraged now like the israelites whoa this was supposed to fix mm-hmm. i was supposed to be happy again i was supposed mm-hmm. to enjoy ministry again i was supposed to be excited about what i do for a living again and i can resonate with the with the Israelites, I guess, in yeah. some way, when I'm sitting there thinking, I made more money back there. I could have retired there. Huge yeah. church back there. Yeah. And so in part, there's a part of me that goes like, what what have we done? And I think I was kind of even, if I'm allowed to say doubly, is that a word? Yeah, 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 um, for sure. On that. that, because now I'm trying to encourage you, and in the back of my mind... Yeah. My, my kids left their friend and their schools, and I left the job. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. I, is it, though? You're not really. Yeah. You know, and this is what I think is the beautiful, gracious thing about relationships. Yeah, it's this part, right? Yeah, and when we came up with these points, it was like, love isn't fair. Love isn't fun always. Love isn't blah, blah, blah. And I think we even talked a few nights ago, and I was like, oh, but it can be. Yeah. And I think, I hope that even in our next few points, we remember the but it can be. And even in moving out here, the whole reason that I got the job promotions that I have and some of the placement and some of the favor in my mm-hmm. job that I've gotten is because I came out to California and it was a new thing and I was kind of able to be seen by some high up people. And even though that first year, I kind of was ready to be like, this is not fair and throw like a little kid tantrum. Mm. I see where God, I don't even know if fair is the word, but kind of made showed it. Showed up. Yeah, yeah, showed up and was like, I know you sacrificed. I know you gave when you yeah. didn't think you had it left in you to give. And you know what? I'm I'm gonna show you something and show up. And what's what's cool is that like when we when we this whole point is that you know love marriage isn't always fair. And when we came out here, what we thought would happen, what we hoped would happen, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't at all what we expected. And if you know the story, um, and I've probably said this from stage before, kind of recycling. Uh, points in, in theology that's meant a lot to me, but I, I happened to pray this over a guy that came f- kind of forward last weekend at service, and he um, just was praying through some stuff in his life and some transitions that he had to make. And God reminded me, probably because I knew what we were going to be talking about today, of this passage. And if you know, like the Israelites are now saying to Moses, "You should you should have left us there." Mm-hmm. And Moses, you know, is like, you know, you already know Moses has got an anger management problem, and so Moses is now stuck between, you know, but I was doing what I thought was best. And mm-hmm. if you know the story, so you got the people, the, the Pharaoh's army chasing the Israelites, and they're going to overtake them. And if you know the story, like the Israelites now are butted up against the Red Sea, and so it's like talking about rock and hard place. It's actually like 
killer army and drowning in a sea, you know? So it's, that's the ultimate rock and a hard place metaphor. And if you know the story, like God told Moses that if he would just uh, take his staff that he had and he'd part, he could touch the water and the seas would part and God would make a way. And what I prayed over this guy last week and what I think we're, we're praying over our families and your families and our family is that I think sometimes we're looking for this grandiose thing. You know, you're praying for these things that's got, oh, that's got to happen. If God would give us this, if God would do this. And what I love about what God told Moses is just, what do you already have right there? And so for us, we were already out here and God used all of the things that we already had. Our, nothing really changed. The job didn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, even the, the, how easy it was didn't change. Yeah. But God used what we had in our grasp and in our kind of, you know, around us in life. And he used that to begin to make a way through it all. So while, yeah. while it didn't feel fair, I think that, but it can be reality is that God mm-hmm. has a way if we can be patient, mm-hmm. you know, it's that weight on the Lord, that new song weight on you is like where I'm living. I, I'm, so, I'm so quick to rush God. And maybe for you and your family, just maybe you could just wait and see that yeah. God's going to make a way in the midst of it. God's going, God's doing something. He's in the wings right now helping you figure out how to part through the Red Sea. I think there's an encouragement in that too. If you know right now in your relationship or in your marriage, if there is a lack of fairness and you know that you're the cause of it, if there's some imbalance there, man, make the effort to make it more equitable with each other. You know? You're right. Take those moments to love on each other when you can and do the things that you can and help out where you need to and encourage where you need to. And then in those moments where maybe you might be in it right now, you just don't feel like it's fair and you're giving so much of yourself. Can I please tell you from experience and experiences that I don't want and experience that I have loved and experiences that I haven't loved, God will still use that to grow you and teach you and just grow your heart and grow your spirit and grow who you are and the strength that you have. So even if it doesn't seem fair, there's something beautiful that's happening inside of you Mm -hmm. if you let God do that. I love it. We kind of hit, it wasn't, it wasn't planned, but we hit two things that make, that we're in the, and it can be part. So love yeah. isn't always fair, and it can be. One is just hang on because God hasn't forgotten you, and yeah. He's making a way. Don't throw in the towel. Don't yeah. give up. It's hard. It's hard for us. It's been hard for us. It's still hard for us. Like, but don't throw in the towel. Hang in there. And that's that's when you can't do anything to fix it, right? Mm-hmm. You're just up against a, a seeming army in a Red Sea, and you're mm-hmm. stuck, you know? And the other one, you're so right. The but it can be part might be that you or me need to make choices that make it fair. That goes, this isn't a very fair agreement. This is an off-balanced marriage. Like, you're putting in so much. much. Yeah, I'm expecting Mm -hmm. too much. I, I don't give enough. And so maybe the part of it, and it can be, can be you saying to your spouse, heads up, you probably already feel this. Thank you for not saying it, but mm-hmm. I don't always treat this very equitable for us. Mm-hmm. And so I want to start making love more fair yeah. and I can I can help with that. Yeah. So one, love isn't always fair, but it can be. And so if it's if you guys together have no hand in the solution, we could, man, we just lean in and say, God, make a way, mm-hmm. you know, part the Red Sea, move the mountain. Um, and then the second part is maybe love's not fair because you're making poor choices and maybe make some of those choices. Stop different. doing that. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> You're dismissed. Uh, so the second point, again, only second to two, we, we cut some of it out, is that love isn't always fun, 
But, but it, it can, can be. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the Debbie Dad, so love isn't always fun. <laughs> but it can be. <laughs> and the, uh, what, the, you That's read? our marriage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to read the, the Luke yeah. 2? Yeah, Luke 2, uh, 1 through 6. And it says, At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken... I'm going to butcher this name, when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was the descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. Yeah, so... There's two things. Well, we definitely want to get to the fact that Mary was expecting child. And one one translation said, and Mary was obviously with child, which means like, yo, she was prego, like real pregnant. <laughs> like uh, for those of you women who have had a kid, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's you that know, moment like, where you're like, ugh. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I I'm can't kill do this you, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the, one of the things I, I wanted to hit is the fact that this starts with, at that time, the Roman Empire decreed. So it wasn't like it was this time on the calendar necessarily. Mm-hmm. Even. It was like this guy just randomly says... It's time for a census, and so there was nothing they could do but go back to where they were from. And, and I, I think about like the, when, that 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 moment when what you had the plan, mm-hmm. you were doing the thing, mm-hmm. and then it's like, where did that call come from? You know, where did that like we you had the vacation planned, and then the 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 fire that the you know yeah. like the Tahoe thing happened, or yeah. the the, or COVID. the COVID hit. Yeah. yeah, it's like the plans that you thought you put. Sometimes we don't get to determine the plans that were given, like. The plan just happened for My us. My birthday last year. Yeah. Spent in the hospital. Actually, today is Jess's birthday. Yes. So, happy oh, birthday no. to no. you. Mm-hmm. Happy but no, birthday last year to I remember you. <laughs> happy birthday to you, Jess. Happy birthday to you. Thanks. But yes. Last year on my birthday, uh, actual fortieth stinking birthday. Actual fortieth stinking birthday. Have my appendix explode yeah. by myself yeah. in the emergency room yeah. because COVID, no one can go in with me. Yeah. And then not only did it explode, it like. I went for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I, that's a great analogy because that day Jess was supposed to take a trip, or the next day, mm-hmm. she was supposed to take a, a trip to Bodega Bay with her friends for a, a girl's weekend trip. For my 40th. But... Plans changed. Plans changed. Like, what you thought was going to be so fun, maybe maybe you're brand newly married. I have a friend who is less than a year married, and we're talking weekly, multiple times a week, when he's like, yo, this is not what I signed yeah. up for. You know what I mean? This is not what I thought it would be. Yeah. What you, th- we we think you know these rose colored lenses, and sometimes life throws different things at us, mm-hmm. and and so they, all of a sudden they thought they had a plan, they're going to give a baby, and next thing you know, uh, the Augustus just says we're not going to do a census, so now David, uh, David, has, the, the the lineage of David has to go back to the city of David mm-hmm. in Bethlehem, and the Bible says in one translation that Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting child, one translation said, who is so- obviously. Pregnant. So I asked Jess to think about, so Jess, what are things that you just don't want to be doing when you are obviously pregnant? So I have two things. I okay. actually did like research. Okay. I used the Googler. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice so when I was eight months pregnant mm-hmm. in the summertime with Maddie mm-hmm. in Ohio, which if you, any of you know the Midwest, it's like mm-hmm. 200% humidity, mm-hmm. which means that you walk outside, you feel like you're breathing water and everything just sticks to everything. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just gross. No, indeed, indeed. So things I would have wanted to do were float in a pool, mm-hmm. sit in air conditioning. We didn't have a pool. We didn't have one. No. Nah, nah. Sit in air conditioning. Didn't. Nope. Didn't work most time. <laughs> nope, not really. <laughs> um, maybe eat some foods that I like the most, you know, if I was craving something. 
Um, you know, physical activity was probably yeah. not my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I, you know, when you waddle, it's usually not oh. the easiest <laughs> to... That visual. I know, right? I love, I love. So I just that, out of curiosity, yeah. would you add to the list of things you would want to do travel by foot? And or so this is the research I did. Oh, okay. So I decided. I did. I know. Sometimes I'm smart. Let's go. So I decided to be like, I wonder how far that trip was for them. Okay. Ninety miles. Which in my head at first I'm like, ninety miles. Like it's an hour and a half drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Exactly. And then I got to thinking about them, and so I really started doing some research. And I I've been in I've been in Sunday school my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas is my favorite holiday. Right. Like Mary but, Joseph. Uh, Mary Joseph, right? Yeah. yeah. Never knew these things. Okay, okay. So, 90 miles, which most people could have done 20 miles a day. Okay, because so... Because of her pregnancy, she could probably only do 10 miles a day. Because, one, she wasn't rich enough to have a horse, so she would have had to go on a donkey, who are stubborn, mm -hmm. who she would have had to sit sideways on because she was Is that what donkey. you mean when you call me a stubborn you-know-what? <laughs> I don't call you that, but I should. <laughs> um, so she would have had to sit sideways. Yes. And if you know anything about pregnant women, your hips really hurt, especially towards the end of pregnancy. So she would have had to sit sideways on a stubborn Guys, donkey. Guys, don't act like you know anything about pregnant women. I know. Like, yeah. But you know, I mean, there were times that I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My hips are on fire. <laughs> yeah. So she would probably have to get on and off, which getting on and off a donkey eight months pregnant in and of itself is Kinda like, see it. I mean, it should be like on a comedy sketch, <laughs> right? It is on every episode of Ridiculousness BC. <laughs> it's on America's Funniest Home Videos, <laughs> So there's that, which is horrible enough in and of itself. On top of that, it, that time of the year, they were going through mostly desert, but that's the rainy season in the desert, and it would have been in the 30s. So we all know here in California, when it's the 30s and it's the rainy season, that's yeah. cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you feel that in your bones. So to keep her warm, she would have only had a wool cloak. And heavy wool cloaks, because if you know about wool, when it gets wet, yeah. it keeps yeah. the moisture in. So ways. now she probably would have had like 20 pounds on her while sitting on a donkey, while eight months pregnant. <laughs> I'm getting the yeah. idea this was not fun. Not fun at all. Okay. So I'm going to go real fast with these. When they finally got into the forest, there was wild bears and wild boars. <laughs> then there was these thing called bandits, which were they called like pirates of the desert. So they were worried about people stealing from them. Then by the time they even got there, after spending seven days, the whole time they would have had to take their own provisions. So, you know, pregnancy cravings. No, she would have had like water and maybe bread. Like, you know how nauseous women get when they don't get what they want? Or maybe it's in their head. It was in my head because I needed a strawberry when I needed a strawberry. But like now you have to have provisions. Yeah. So I will tell you that part of their life was not fun. Not at all what they no. expected. No. Uh, you know, where the Bible talks about it wasn't that they, not only were they not planning for this, but they were abstaining. Yeah. So this wasn't an option. Right. And so they wouldn't have even understood how the you know what did this even happen and how is this happening right now yeah. as newlyweds. And I not even married yet. Not as even in, married yet. So and you want and I would I say all the time, if Jesus could just come to me and talk to me, or if an angel could just come to me. They did talk to them and she still had to go through yeah, all yeah. this. I still would have hated it. I would have been like, Listen, Angel, you were wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote this I don't know this as I read it out loud. So uh, what if this part of the journey could be a part of your story that changes everything. Oh yeah, I know what I was saying when I was saying this. But it's like the idea of what if yeah. Mary and Joseph would have been like, nah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, or yeah. or screw this, or you know, like you know, obviously the the angels foretold where the baby was going to be born, and 
prophecies were anchored into them obeying what the angels said. Like the, the prophecies were told in advance so that they could confirm that this is the Messiah. This is God's son. And so what if they would have taken the story into their own hands? What if it got so hard, so unfun, so not what they thought it was going to be that they took the story into their own hands? It would have affected everything. Everything. I mean, I feel like I'm a good wife. I feel like I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll support yeah, you in that. Yeah, I'll encourage you in yeah. that. Pregnancy hormones yeah. and being yeah. eight months pregnant, I think yeah. I would have been like, mm-mm. Yeah, we wouldn't have survived. Then it's just <laughs> but, Maybe not. But the reason it's worth now turning turning it to, to your story is like, can you avoid the temptation um, to think that there's no point in it, mm-hmm. or can you avoid the temptation to think it's not worth it? You know, can you and your 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 partner can you can you can you can you have the conversation together that says, what about this is hardest for you? What about this is not what you expected? What about what we're going through right now? If you could have told your one, three, five, 10, 15, 20, 30 year old self that you were going through this, what would you say so that you don't, that you avoid the temptation to say, I don't want to do this anymore. I wanna wanna undo the plan that I've launched right now. And the thing is, I, I mean, they had the option to do that. Yeah. And that's what's crazy is that you and me and us and your your family and our family, we had the option to make choices that drastically affect those behind us. Um, it would have been fair for Mary to say this is no longer fun. Yeah, yeah. And maybe may I suggest that it might be fair for you to say this marriage is no longer no fun. fun. This mm-hmm. marriage, when's, you know, we don't laugh together. We don't, we don't, we don't talk together. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is you could make some decisions that have consequences that ring beyond just your moment, you know, and they affect your kids and, and the, you know, all the, all the things that, man, God has in store for your family. Can we just sort of speak into your story and life that if you could just hang on, I believe that God can make something redemptive yeah. out of it. I know that he has doing, has done, continues to do, and we believe he will do that in us, you know, that they were, there have been moments where we will forget this. This is done. This is too hard. Mm-hmm. This isn't fair. It would be something that you would r- rightfully have said so many times. I would have said this isn't fun too. Sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you just said I want to kill you, Sarah. Yeah. Kind of. I what? wouldn't have said it, okay. but. <laughs> but you would have it. Um, so maybe just suggest that you're not, mm-hmm. you not avoid the temptation to throw in the, the towel because if you do that, Mary and Joseph would have done that. It would change everything, and. Mm-hmm. We'd miss so much of the beauty that was on the other side of that hard journey, you know, so mm-hmm. keep yeah. going. I love that we've said, but it can be, because yeah. I think even you and I have tried to make more efforts, especially recently. Yeah. You know, yeah. we both have had some stress in our jobs and in extended families and mm-hmm. some other things. And I think we've even tried to make the decision of like, okay, you know how when you get stressed at your job and you get stressed in life, it's easier to get stressed at your partner or yeah. in the relationships that you have. It's just kind of one of those natural things yeah. that happens. And I think we've even tried to like make moments to laugh together, yeah. watch a comedy, you know, or be goofy, take a deep breath together. And try to be intentional, like, and I, I'm not trying to like judge you if this is your MO and your vibe, but even when we go out, you know, we'll catch a happy hour together, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll go sit, we, we try our best. A lot of times we'll get out of the house just mm-hmm. because it's just easier to you know, kind of just not have the stress or pick up or... Mm-hmm. You know. Sometimes we do frisbee golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reason I say this is if you look around the room, it's 
it's it sucks when if you're at a restaurant and you look around and just see the lack of connection and conversation and engagement. I mean, not in, in observation, not in judgment, but Jess and I have said it in, with kind of sad hearts. I don't think they've said two words mm-hmm. to each other. Right? I don't think they try and put down their phones. And we are tempted to do the same. There's lots of good stuff on the phone and lots of stuff I need to get back to, emails and texts. And so we get we get the temptation to disconnect from one another. But but may, maybe you could try to be intentional to, to create times to laugh. Mm-hmm. and. You know, we, Jess, we're doing this thing. Um, I was going to share it anyways. And so, but we're doing 365 conversation starters. They're just simple questions, and they just probe. Last night's was a fun one, and it Maybe was just, one a day before bed. Yeah, one a day before bed. There, it could be said last night was if you had 150 thousand dollars and you were building your own space for just you, like your hangout space. What would it be? And we had fun talking about all the different things that we'd put in our mm-hmm. space, creating conversation to make sure that you laugh together. Because I promise you, if you don't, if you're not intentional. You'll be surprised at how a little moment someone naturally just hit the surface for you to laugh together. But you gotta gotta make those. So Or even be annoying with voices. Yeah, oh yeah, she's got all the voices. Like I, I right now I'm doing it. this like I annoyed, like oh of voices. But but they're look at the They're kinda of my favorite thing ever. They make me <laughs> laugh, they kinda of make me smile, but they're fun. So mm-hmm. so one of the things that I was reminded of as we were looking through this is um you know, like God's word is not a rule book, and that's something that we try to live out here from from the stage all the time. That it's not about do's and don'ts and rules. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the a new way to look at this um, that I thought of as we were prepping this is God's word. It's kind of like a recipe um, that you can not do it that way. Mm-hmm. But God's word is a recipe for a life and a marriage that if you follow it this way, you know. I said to someone a couple weeks ago who sat right here and. You know, having made some decisions in their marriage that was going to potentially cost them their marriage and so they made some choices to be unfaithful to their spouse. Like I said to them, God's word lays out for us that if you do these things, you'll just have an easier life. Like your marriage will be easier. You know, like if, if you stay faithful, there will be heartache that you won't have to endure that you will endure if you're not. If you if you learn how to manage your, your marriage and your finances, if you learn how to honor and respect each other, those aren't rules. That's a recipe. If you want to have a marriage that's just experiences God's best for your life, then this is the recipe to do that. But you and I have the ability, we do and they do, to change the recipe yep. and be stuck with something mm-hmm. that sucks. <laughs> and you had an illustration that you wanted to share. I, I don't like it, but you can share it if you like. Um, I, it's dumb. It's not true either. I but do a, a lot. Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking. I do a lot of the cooking in our household mm-hmm. because I like to cook. Right, right, right. I actually, like, fall me is my favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it gets, like, dark earlier and I like yeah. crock pot and soups. And I, yeah. I even like inventing some recipes. You do. But I, I normally have um, a basic knowledge of some flavors that go together. Is that a prerequisite? <laughs> is a prerequisite. You know, um, add seasoning slowly. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know? I like salt. I like salt. I put salt this on my pizza. This man salts his pizza. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I normally do that. But sometimes when you and Ty want to make dinner, I think to myself, that's a really sweet thought. Mm-hmm. And then I go, oh. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and DoorDash. Because you and Ty tend to be like, I like garlic. And I like curry, and I like chili, mm-hmm. and I like pepper, mm-hmm. and I like lemon. And all of this, by the way, is a and, cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And there's so much yeah. that by the time you eat it, I don't even really know what the main food item is because there's just a lot of flavors. Mm-hmm. And you and Ty are normally like so proud and then you fake with each other like, oh, I love it. Yeah, and then me and Maddie are normally like, good. not that good. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of the same. Point being, there was a recipe. There was a recipe. I typically always do start, I'm making this. You so start I, with a recipe, you I get do. on Google and I you do. have something, you get ingredients. I do. I think where you veer the wrong way is you just add like 15 or 16 mm-hmm. more ingredients. I get it wrong right after the part where it says prep ingredients. <laughs> That's your <laughs> There's a downfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. This doesn't need to cook at 350. Yeah. I'll get it done at 500. Yeah. 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 So I, I think much like Point what you even said too. Yeah. The recipe is there if we, if we try. Yeah. And a recipe for you might work different than us. You know, we mm-hmm. sometimes when we go out, we'll make more of an effort to laugh. And sometimes we'll be give me the top three, either best or worst things about your day. Mm-hmm. We're going to set a timer for, you know, six minutes, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Then we're not going to talk about our jobs after. Cause it's, it, sometimes it gets too much, right? Mm-hmm. You might love to talk about your jobs. Yeah. That might be like your thing, you know? So our recipe might not be exactly theirs, but I think when we can look at the guidelines of what God has asked of us and God has, yeah told us and God has shown us errors and shown us God wins. who wants our marriage mm-hmm. to thrive. Yeah, and wants it to be a beautiful thing. I think it's definitely something that can happen, but you have to be willing to at least try to follow the recipe. Yeah, so so to help with that, um, we weren't, I, I mentioned the idea to Justin, it wasn't like a, like a, oh heck yeah, let's do it. Because it was not a unanimous yes. No, it was, it was a unanimous yes, but it wasn't a quick yes. Yes. Although if there's two sides of me, it okay, was not right, unanimous in the beginning. But Jess and I want to do a, a marriage um, mm-hmm. study, um, and, and honestly, kind of like a small group. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like a small group. Um, and if this is a precursor, you'll um, if you make it back to the building anytime soon, you'll you'll know that um, we're relaunching small groups um, in two different phases: one in middle September, and we'll relaunch it full blown at the beginning of the year. Uh, we're launching a, a discipleship um, program. Um, but so sort of to test the waters of this new small group model, um, I, I asked Jess to pray with me about maybe we could do a small group uh, about marriage. And if you know us, if you know our story at all, you know that we not we are not leading a small group so that you will do exactly the way that we do it. But we're leading a small group because we have learned to fall back in love with the idea of what God could be doing in our marriage and to maybe be able to inspire you to move towards a, mar- a marriage that's equitable and fair, to move towards a marriage that's fun and you laugh together. And so. Um, and if you can learn from our mistakes, oh my yeah, gosh, let's yeah. do that, you know? So we're doing a book called The Sacred Marriage, um, and it's a study. So if you're interested, um, shoot me an email. Uh, Joe put this up, B at impact.cc. Um, and so what this is, it's actually, we'll have to sign up later. It's just letting me know that when we when we launch the date, it'll be it'll be in September. We, we have the date, but rather than bombard you with the date now, if you're interested in doing it, we just want to get a pulse on how many folks are interested in doing it. You're not committing to it, um, but it, it'll be weekly beginning in September. It'll be an eight week study. Um, and so, if you're interested in doing that study with with us, then um, let us know. So shoot me an email, dustinbeatimpact.cc, and you can just all you gotta do is say uh, when you launch it. Uh, when you share the dates and you share signups that you want me to reach out to you and invite you to be the first to sign up. so And that'll help us know if we need maybe more than one, too. Yeah. We, we definitely want to keep the group intimate enough, small yeah. enough, that it feels like we can have great conversations together. Yeah. But the point of it is just to maybe uh, talk through uh, talk through what the Bible says about mm-hmm. um, marriage, the recipe of marriage. And um, this particular study is about 
that marriage is also a part of making us holier individuals, more mm-hmm. godly individuals. And and uh, in this in this in the small group itself, we'll talk about sometimes that uh, we got the recipe wrong and we ended up with something that was pretty nasty. And we'll grow together. So so we want to invite you to that. Um, stay tuned for all kinds of information about small groups and discipleship and things that are going on at our church. But just want you maybe just say a prayer over all the marriages and all the families that are here listening. Yeah. Cool. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for just being our Heavenly Father and for being um, so amazing to us even when we aren't. Mm. Thank you for showing us what fairness can be even when we don't even know what it should be and how we should act that way. Thank you for allowing us to have times that maybe don't seem fun, but we know that you're guiding us and teaching us and growing us through those and for the times that you are that you allow us to just have fun and to have laughter. Mm. Just thank you for being our friend. Thank you for being our hope. Thank you for being our strength. And thank you for being such a constant, even when in relationships, we will always end up failing each other, but you never do. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for that in our lives. And I just pray that you would allow everyone listening, whether in a marriage, in a relationship, finding themselves even in a relationship that isn't even uh, quite as intimate. Maybe it's a family relationship or an extended family relationship that's difficult. I just pray that you would just begin to start breaking and molding and shaping our hearts to just truly mm-hmm. want to be more like you mm-hmm. in every relationship that we have. Thank you so much for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And happy birthday. Tell Jess belated happy birthday for just watching this on Sunday. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs>